What a promising song. And God says that if you seek him, you knock, you will find, because that's who God is. Can we thank our New Hope Praise Choir one more time? What a wonderful job. So we're in this series, Does Prayer Really Work? And I just want to say thank you to Pastor Charlie, who spoke last week in my absence. Thank you so much for bringing us the Word of God. Can we thank Pastor Charlie for last week? Well, today we're going to talk about connecting through prayer. Some of us pray, some of us don't, some of us don't know how to pray. Some of us know how to pray, but we're learning in how to pray. And I thought, you know, the Bible does say to ask, to seek, and to knock, and you will find. And sometimes we can stay on that as prayer and stick close to that kind of prayers where we only ask God and we seek Him. And the Bible says to do that, and it's okay to do that. But what is prayer for? And does it really work? How does it connect us with God? Why is it called prayer? Now, we may have all these questions, and because we live in the kind of world where technology has uh, come to a place where we have the world's information at our fingertips, I'd figure, let's try and see. I have a smartphone. Let's just see how smart... My phone really is, and I have an iPhone and this thing called Siri. So let's check and see if they know anything about prayer. Siri, how can prayer connect me with God? I would ask that you address your spiritual questions to someone more qualified to comment, ideally a human. Should I even pray? I'm sure I don't know. Can you pray? Okay. Will God give me anything I want? I would ask that you address your spiritual questions to someone more qualified to comment, ideally, a human. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if even technology today has no clue about prayer. Even though we may have the information of the entire world or, or the world's information at our fingertips, why is it so hard to define or come to a place where prayer really works? I think when we look at prayer and we look at what God is doing and what the Bible says, it'll help us to understand what prayer is all about. Now, in your bulletin, there's, a, there's some notes that you can take out and, and follow with us. And in our bulletin, there's a place in our notes that says Psalm 5, verse 3. And I want to read this to us because it talks about prayer. Now, Psalm 5, 3, it says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. There's this illustration on YouTube. It's called the milk jug illustration when it comes to prayer. And the Bible says that you will hear my voice and I will eagerly watch when I pray to you. That's what the Bible is saying. This one person says, and it's on YouTube, there's over 4.6 million hits on this uh, illustration or on this YouTube video that he talks about prayer. And he says this, prayer doesn't work, it's all a coincidence. 
And he says, because Christians say that when you pray to God, that God answers our prayers in three ways. Yes, no, and wait. And so he says, pray to a milk jug. And a milk jug will answer your prayers with yes, no, and wait. And see, so he goes on with this illustration and he says, let's just say you prayed to the milk jug for $1,000. Then, because of your job, you get a paycheck and it's $1,000. The milk jug answered your prayer. But if you never get the $1,000, then the milk jug answered your prayer with a no. But let's just say... A couple days go by, a couple months go by, and then you get $1,000 from something, maybe your job or from someone, or, or, or after a period of time, it accumulates to $1,000. Then the milk jug answered your question with wait. Now, I looked at that, and, and I thought, this guy is right in the context of how we answer one another. In the context of, this is how we get a response when we ask anybody for anything. You will always get a yes, no, or wait. We'll always get that. Or a maybe. We'll always get that. So according to what this guy is trying to say when it comes to prayer, it's a totally different thing. He's talking about two different things. See, prayer is not... Prayer wasn't designed primarily for us to get things from God. Prayer was designed primarily to connect us with God in a relationship. Now, if this guy wants to have a relationship with a milk jug, that's between him and the milk jug. But as for me, my prayers connect me with God. I think we all want to have a relationship with God. We all want to build our relationship with Him. But it becomes a little bit confusing when we as human beings think that God communicates the way we do. You know, we communicate with the senses. We communicate with our audible hearing, with our sight. We communicate that way. We communicate through touch. And sometimes we think that's how God communicates. Now, he does to a certain degree, and he did that through Jesus Christ. When he sent us Jesus Christ, he did that so that we could relate to him in human form. So God came in human form so that we could relate to him in human form because we were distant from him spiritually because of our sinful nature. So God said, I'm going to send my one and only son so that we can connect. So in other words, here God is, and because of sin... We're distant from God. We're down here. I'll just put man. And we're, we have this distance from God and man. But then Jesus came and bridged that gap. But in order for me to pray to God, I must pray through Jesus. Because I have a broken relationship with God. Remember, sin separated us from God. So that, there's a separational relationship there. So I can't pray to God unless I'm praying through Christ. Now, Christ came to set us free. What did he set us free from? He set us free from sin. So he broke sin and defeated sin at the cross. That's what it means for Christ to die for us. He put sin to death. 
He died on the cross, but then he rose again for all of eternity. So now he sits at the right hand of God. So how do we pray then? Do we, do we just pray to Jesus, but now can we pray to God because Christ eliminated sin? Do we even have the power to pray to God? Does God even hear our prayers? Now, remember, when Jesus died on the cross and then he rose again, he came to his disciples and he even uh, was seen by many witnesses and he said, I go to the Father now, but I now send you the Holy Spirit. And he said, I'm sending you, and he called him the helper because he's going to help you. Remember when we first came to know God? We don't know how to pray. We don't know what to say to God. We're, some of us are ashamed or we were ashamed. We, we, we don't even want to talk to God because we feel unworthy. But Jesus said, no, no, no. Because of my death, you, you can now have access to God through the person of Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why this relationship is so important between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. We must understand that. So we pray to God through Jesus by the Spirit. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. Have you ever just done repetitious prayers? Like, uh, Father, help me. Uh, Lord, help my family. And as you go through the list, you're thinking, I don't know what else to pray. Because I already prayed for my, my parents. I already prayed for my family. I already prayed for my job, my children, the food. I prayed for all those things. I don't know what else to pray. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in because He knows what we need. See, we've come to a place in life where, where we think, well, I know what I want. I know what I want. I want this. I want that. Oh, this, this should be in my life. Just because we know what we want doesn't mean that's what we need. But His Spirit knows what we need. That's why you'll hear some people say, just pray in the Spirit. It's not some kind of uh, religious thing to pray in the Spirit. Now, sometimes we'll use that to pray in, in a language, in a spiritual language, but it really, me it really means that I'm praying in His Spirit, that it's not me, but I'm asking Him for direction. I'm asking the person of the Holy Spirit to give me direction. And sometimes I don't know what to pray. Sometimes I come to the end of my prayer and I'm thinking, I said that already. I said that yesterday. I, said my, I, I repeat myself. See, prayer is not just asking God for things. That's why he said ask, but also seek. But then you knock because you're going to find. You know what God is after? He's not after answering our prayers. He's after our heart, our relationship with him. See, God will use similar ways to communicate to us in how we communicate with one another, but he's the only one who knows and communicates through thoughts. He's the only one that can do that with us. He communicates with us through thoughts. Now, you may be thinking, no, I communicate through thoughts. When I look at my husband in a certain way, he knows, go clean up. When I look at my wife in a certain way, she knows, leave me alone. Now, that's not really communicating through thoughts. That's through experience. God is the only, way who can, only one who can speak with us through our thoughts. He came to relate to us through the person of Jesus Christ. See, prayer is more than just talking with God. It's really connecting with God. 
How often you would hear when you read in the New Testament when Jesus was talking with the people that they would test him. And they would gather together and they would say, hey, let's test Jesus on this. And they would say, hey, Jesus, what do you think about this? And the Bible says, Jesus, knowing their thoughts, answered them in this way. See, God knows our thoughts. Later on, we would read that it would say, Jesus, knowing their hearts, answered them this way. He knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He's the only one that can communicate with us that way. Why? Because he created us to connect with him. And it's through prayer. In the book of Genesis, it's not in your notes, but you can, you can write down this scripture. Genesis 1.26. And God says this. He says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Now, we've heard that before. And that word image means to resemble or likeness. To be like. Now, notice that God did not say, I will make man in my image according to my likeness. And although we are made in the image of God, we will miss out on one of the most significant components of our makeup if we don't understand why God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. See, he was mainly referring to how they connected in relationship. God was referring to creating us with relationship in mind. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Who was God talking to? He was talking to his son and the Holy Spirit. He was saying, we have this relationship. We, we have this relationship. But let us make man just like that, where they're built for relationship. That's why one of the, the most uh, difficult things we struggle with is relationships. We're created for it. So when it's not going well, we struggle with it. Teenagers, 99% of the time that you go through a difficult season is not because your home life, really. Some of it may be, but it's usually because of a relationship. We're built for relationship. Why? Because God said so. He said, God didn't create us because he was lonely. Sometimes people think that, oh, God must have been lonely. That's why we have 7 billion people on this planet. God's lonely. He's not lonely. He had, he had his son. He had the Holy Spirit. Why did he need us? They're all perfect. We're not. Why would he need us? God created us because he wanted to. And he loves us. And then he instilled in us, he, he hardwired us for relationship. That's what God wants in prayer to connect with us. See, every single one of us can connect with the God of the universe by understanding these three key principles regarding prayer. And the first one is that prayer connects me with the Lord. It, com- it connects me to the Lord. You may not think that it does, but it connects you to the Lord God himself. Yeah, but I don't understand everything about prayer. I'm learning about prayer. I came this morning and I, you know, I, I, I'm brand new. So I don't, I don't know if I can talk to God because of my lifestyle. I don't know if I can talk to God because of my past or, or, or maybe I got angry at God. Wherever you may be, you may be thinking I, I cannot connect to God. Well, just think about it this way. Wires connect electricity to our television sets. Wires connect 
our battery cable to start our car. Digital, uh, digital communications and, and digital feeds and, and frequencies connect our cell phones, our mobile phones, to a cell tower. That's, even, that's wirelessly. So there's still ways of connecting things, even wirelessly. The thigh bone is connected to the hip bone. So God uses things to connect, and he uses prayer to do the same, to connect us with him. Jeremiah 29, 12, it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. That's God's promise to us. Why would he listen to our prayers, though? Why is he even concerned that we even want to talk with him? Why does he even care about our prayers? Well, it's because God wants to connect with us more than just answering prayers. He wants to connect with us for a relationship with us. It's not about the prayer. It's about connecting with him. Yes, God speaks to us through his words, but he connects with us through our prayers. God will speak to us through his word. We'll open up the Bible, we'll read, and we'll learn about God. But we connect with him through our prayers. Head knowledge will come through the Bible. You can read this and learn everything about God and gain a lot of head knowledge, but not until we pray and apply what we read will we begin the heart part of our relationship with God. See, I can read a book about my dad and know a lot about my dad, but if I never speak with him, I will never build a relationship with him. Prayers build our relationship with God. Some of you might be thinking, but don't I need to be in church to pray? I mean, what if I'm like at home or someplace else? Can I pray? Do I need a pastor to pray? Do I need a special thing to pray? Do I need to be at a special location to pray? Do I need to face east and pray? Is it a specific time of the day that I need to pray? When do I pray and how do I pray or where do I need to be to pray? Well, let's look at the life of Jonah. And if you're reading our devotions, we just went through the book of Jonah. Or you may be going through the book of Jonah. Jonah was someone who heard from God to preach repentance or to turn from their wicked ways in this city called Nineveh. But Jonah ran in the opposite direction. He ran away from the Lord. And so he went on this ship to go to Tarshish in the opposite direction of Nineveh. He jumps on this ship, and as they're setting sail, they're in the middle of the ocean, and here comes this huge storm. Now the guys on the ship, they're thinking, something's wrong. Okay, let's, let's figure this out. And finally it came to Jonah that something was wrong with Jonah. Because everyone was panicking, but he was sleeping. And so they came to Jonah and they said, hey, Jonah, um, you know, we were kind of thinking that, you know, there's a storm out there. We're about to die, but for some reason you're sleeping. Is there something you know that we don't know? And Jonah said, you know, um, God gave me an assignment and I ran from him. So that's why we have this storm. But if you throw me overboard, the storm will stop because now God can deal with me as an individual. So, like great friends, they said, okay. So they grabbed him and threw him overboard. The storm stopped. But Jonah's just began. 
The Bible says a large fish swallowed him up. Now, I don't know how, the, how big the fish is. All I know is it's large enough for him to survive in the belly of this fish for three days. I don't know what he ate. I don't want to know. But all I know is he survived for three days. And it's a true story because Jesus referred to this story. You might be thinking, no, that's, that can't happen. That's a miracle. Well, God does those things. Well, that can't happen because that's impossible. Well, we changed. Some people said that was impossible. So now Jonah is in this fish. And he cries out to the Lord. And here's how the Bible puts it in Jonah 2.1. It says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. And if you continue to read the book of Jonah, the fish spit him out. Jonah went to Nineveh, did what God asked him to do, and accomplished his assignment. But Jonah cried out to God in the belly from inside this fish. You know what that tells me? It doesn't matter where you are in life. You could be at the lowest point in your life. You could be in the pit. God hears your prayer. You could be in a place of, 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 of separation. You could be in a place of, of loneliness. You could be in a dark place. You could be a, in a place f- filled with filth. You cry out to God, he hears your prayers. See, what Jonah shows us is that God is not bound by our religion, our background. He's not bound by our lifestyle. He's not bound by our condition or where we are. He is that concerned about us that we could pray to him at any given time and he hears our prayers. Some people came to God out of a different religion. Maybe you had many different so-called gods that you would pray to. But when you came to know the true God, you said, wait a minute, he's the only one. All these other gods, they, they don't even exist. So I'm praying to the one and only God. I'm praying to the God of the universe. And now we understand that it, God hears our prayers. And we We pray to him through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, that his spirit empowers us to pray. Let me remind you, when you pray to God, you should change. There should be a change there. See, prayer changes us. If you're writing notes, you can write in number two, that prayer changes me. See, many of us have been changed because of prayer because maybe we did come from a different religion or or had a, a, a background where we had all these other beliefs. But then when we pray to God, this just something resonates in our hearts and we say to ourselves, I'm following God. Not going to tap into all these other beliefs, but I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to follow God's Son. I'm going to be led through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we change. See, because if we just use prayers as just a word or prayers as, well, everybody prays, then the question is, who are they praying to? Even news anchors, when a tragedy strikes, says our prayers are with the family. Our prayers are with you. But who are they praying to? Now, they'll do that to be politically correct because they don't want to say who to pray to because they say just pray to your God and all will be okay. God didn't design prayers for other gods. He designed prayers for us 
and Him. To connect with Him. See, prayer changes me. Something happens inside of us. That word prayer, sometimes we use it just as an emotional consolation, but it's more than that. It does something in our hearts. Other times we treat prayer like some kind of formula, thinking it'll change God to follow us and what we want from Him. We say, Lord, I'm in this situation, so can you, can you do this, please? Uh, I, I'm struggling with this person. Can you do something to them or, or change them? Lord, I'm, I'm having a difficult time financially. Can you just have something, maybe uh, financially, I need something. A job, I'm looking for a job. My children or this relationship, Lord, help me in this. Can you do something about it? And what we're trying to do is we're saying to God that this is where you are. This is where I am. And I want you to answer this prayer, whatever it may be. And so what we're saying to God is, God, I want you to meet me here. That's what we're saying to God. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Bible says that God never changes. He never changes because he's eternal. So who he is, he will always be. That's what Hebrews 13.8 tells us too with Jesus Christ. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God doesn't change. God does this. And God says, here's where I'm answering your prayer. This is where I am. So God is saying, when you pray, don't tell me to change. When you pray, you change. Because this is what God is doing. We're distant from God when, when we're beginning our relationship with him or getting to know him. He's saying, this is what I'm after. This is what God is after. He's saying, when you're praying to me, although your relationship may be distant, as you continue to pray and seek me out, as you continue on, your relationship with me grows closer together because we're after the same goal. And it's not answered prayer. It's a relationship. God says, by the time you're praying with me and the prayer is answered, it's not about the job, the money, the things. It's about this relationship. Because if it was only about things and, we, and, and prayer was only about things, then we wouldn't need God. We could just get things. We could do things illegally and get things. We could get whatever we want. But it's not about getting things. It's not about answering the actual prayer. It's about seeking God's very best so that by the time this prayer is answered, it's the way he sees fit. I'm so glad that God didn't answer all of my prayers how I wanted him to answer them. For the things, I remember praying for things and I remember praying for a Pac-Man video game. I'm so glad later on in life he gave me an Xbox. <laughs> it's so much better. I remember praying for a vehicle. He did it in such a way where we didn't have payments. It wasn't a brand new car, but it, we had no payments. See, we pray to God thinking that our prayers and what we want is best for us. And God says, I have a better way. Matthew 26, 41 Jesus says, watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
Yeah, our flesh just wants. It just wants. It has desires. It wants things. But our spirit is willing to build this relationship with God. And our spirit is willing to receive God's very best. Our flesh does not. And we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what it looks like. All I know is I am at my best when I'm close to God. I think we can all agree with this. Even when we were at our worst time in life, but we cried out to God, was probably the best relationship we'd have with God. That was the, the closest that we've been to God. It was usually during a turmoil. Some traumatic event or, or some kind of catastrophe or something that, like our nation, when we went through 9-11, boy, did everyone turn to God. Many people came to know God during that season of our country's history. We grow close with God through dark times like that. So God is after our relationship with him more it is than answering prayer because he sees our future. We don't know what it looks like. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. He's saying that that's the whole point behind prayer. That when you call upon my name and you pray to me, you don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you don't know, which tells us that along the way, he's teaching us something. Along the way of answering this prayer, he's building this relationship with us. So by the time that prayer is so-called answered, to us, it's really not about what we get from God. It's who we are in him what he's done throughout our whole entire walk with him. When we come to our deathbed, it will not be about money or our position, about the car we drive, how big our home is, what kind of clothes we wear. It will always get back to relationships. Always. I have not heard anyone on their deathbed saying, can you pass me my checkbook, please? Can you shine my jewelry, please? You know what they say? Come close. Where's my son? Where's my daughter? Where's my dad? Where's my husband? Where's my wife? Where's my grandchildren? We're built that way for relationship. Why? Because God created us that way. That's what prayer does. It connects us with God, changes us, But when we pray to God, and you can write this in our last point, pray to God respectfully, not formally. Respectfully. Sometimes we treat prayer like a formula and we think that if we do these long prayers, then God will hear us more. I don't know about you, but the longer people talk, it's almost like the less we listen. Now, I'm not saying don't talk to God or that he, he will turn away from our long prayers, but it does remind me of our relationship with God, that I can pray to God succinctly and intelligently. God is okay with short prayers. Jesus did that. He would give thanks to God for the food that they had and then pass them out, and then God would multiply the fish and bread. He would give thanks to God. He would say, God, be glorified, and someone would be healed. Probably the longest prayer that Jesus prayed was found in John chapter 17. And it was a prayer between Jesus and the Father God. It was probably the longest recorded prayer. 
But it was because it was an intimate time between Jesus and God and there, were, there was something that was being accomplished if you read that prayer. And sometimes we feel like, boy, I don't know how to pray. I, I can't pray long. I can't pray like so-and-so. I don't have the words to speak. It's more about the relationship than it is how long we pray. Jesus addressed it and he said in Matthew 6, 7, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. See, Jesus addressed this because he's more concerned about our relationship with him than how good our prayers sound. My son Jordan, he's 18, and the other day he said, Dad, you like cereal? I said, shoot. 2.5 2.5 seconds it took between son and, and dad. 2.5 seconds. What if he came to me and he said, he said, Father, handsome in stature and appearance, glorious beyond measure, Father, Lord of Heidi, whom thou cast living words unfathomable to comprehend. You exude countenance of hunger. Would you like yet another bowl of frosted lucky charms? They are, Father, magically delicious. It sounds great. It sounds good. But I'd be looking in like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Oh, great words. Very profound. But, Dad, you like cereal? Shoot. We're done. Why? Because of our relationship. He doesn't have to be that eloquent. I'm not Lord of Heidi. I'm just, yeah, I know. (laughs) Let's pray. Uh, When we have this relationship with God, that's what's important about prayer. That's what connects us with Him. Dad, I'm hurting. Lord, I, 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 need, I need wisdom. And sometimes we're in that kind of prayer mode where we just don't know what else to say. Romans 8.15 tells us, it says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father, which means Dad. Listen, Jesus was the first one to address God as Dad. That's why the religious leaders got so offended at Christ because they thought they came to God disrespectfully. And Jesus said, no, no, no. If you knew me, you would know the Father. In other words, if you knew my relationship with him, you'd understand why I'm addressing God this way, why I have this intimate relationship with him. It's not about how good I sound. It's I have a relationship with the Almighty God. He's my dad. Dad, I'm hurting. Dad, I need help. I, 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 I ask for your forgiveness. Dad, give me wisdom to, to lead people. Dad, I... I'm looking for to do better in my life. Dad, you know my situation. There's an, there's an intimate relationship there. And prayer connects us to our Father in heaven because of this thing we call relationship. We pray to the Father through the Son by the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot pray to God without the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we don't even know what to pray for. Sometimes we end our prayers and we're stuck. We're thinking, okay, I prayed that. The Holy Spirit knows what we need, not necessarily our wants. And he helps us to pray. See, without the Holy Spirit, our prayers become religious 
and formal, not relational. And God says, I, I want it to be relational. Without his spirit, there's no substance to our prayers. Galatians 4, 6 says, And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, say it together, ready, go, Abba, Father, which is the most intimate expression of our relationship with the God of the universe. Our prayers connect us with God. He created us that way, not so that we can get things from him, so that we can grow in our relationship with him. Does prayer really work? It depends on your perspective on what prayer is for. And God says, I've made you just like us, in my image, in our image, in our likeness, to relate. And he says, when you pray to me, know that it's more about my relationship with you than what you get from me. And, by the way, he says, when you do ask and seek, you will find. Because it's more than an answer. It's a relationship. Amen? And put away your Bibles and your notes. I want to conclude us in prayer. And I hope that you'll be able to continue through this series and, and learn a little bit more about prayer. Wednesday night, this Wednesday, you know, people were asking, are we still meeting for uh, Wednesday night because of 4th of July? Yes, we still have our Wednesday night equip services. And so Wednesday we'll be here. If you've never attended a Wednesday night, you would enjoy it. Uh, we go a little bit deeper into the Word of God and we learn together. Uh, we also have our wonderful time of worship and prayer together. Uh, so be there. And then Saturday is our Ho'olaulea. And we're, we're starting early with our rummage sale. I think it's opening up at 6 a.m., the rummage sale. For some of you, that's late. You know, you go garage sailing and 6 o'clock is too late. You can come early, but we'll open up at 6 o'clock. And the reason why we do these things is because we have this God who loves people. And so if you've not been a part of our Ho'olaulea, our, our dream center, go check it out. Just play even a small part because it goes a long way. And then one day when these youth grow up, they'll get to know the God that you and I pray to. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we thank you for the gift that you have given us, the way to communicate with you and connect with you through prayer. Our hope is that as we call upon you, that we will build this relationship with you. And as we grow in our relationship with you, that we will learn more and more about what it means to be a part of your family. That you're not about religion, you're about a relationship. That you love us that much. That you are willing to send your one and only son to die for us so that we could have a relationship with you. And then you empowered us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And so Lord, I thank you for all of us who could be here today to learn more about what it means to pray and connect with you. And may we do that for the rest of this week and for our entire lives as we grow in our relationship with you. Thank you for who you are. We pray this in your name. Amen. 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 Could we applaud our God this morning? Our Father.
our dad in heaven. I'm going to ask you to stand with us this morning as we conclude. And really, this, our, our song that we're singing at this end, it really solidifies what we're talking about. And it really uh, helps us to remember that no matter where we go, that we can always pray to God. And everywhere that we go, He hears our prayers. Amen. Let's sing this to our Lord and Savior who calls us His children. We can pray to Him wherever we go. Oh, 